Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome, everybody. We are live. This is Loud and Proud Orlando. My name is Luis Carlos Pineda. It's Monday, May the 9th, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much to everybody that's joining us um, today, Monday, like every other Monday, every Monday at 8.30 here at LPO. Thank you so much for all your support. As always, uh, an eventful uh, a couple games. I'll say a couple of games because I had to cover two games this weekend. Uh, we had first and foremost Orlando City falling four to one. It was uh, what we deemed in Spanish a goleada, right? Uh, uh, against a very tough Montreal team. Uh, another flashback from the New York Red Bulls game. Um, we'll talk about that and more. And also Orlando Pride. Orlando Pride uh, won their first game in 2022. It was a great performance defensively by the 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 women, you know, the you know the pride of Orlando, pretty much. Uh, great performance from uh, Leah Pruitt and uh, Sid Larue and and everybody, you know, Peterson, uh, uh, Gunny John's daughter. A great performance uh, by by uh, the pride of Orlando. So very happy about that. Um, we'll talk about um, the dupe, right? We'll talk about Philadelphia. We'll also talk about uh, the U.S. Open Cup and also Gaston Gonzalez and some news. Um, we'll analyze uh, what happened in Montreal, right? Uh, what truly happened in Montreal? You know, I, I, I don't know. Putting it into words is just so hard for everybody that read our article. It's just, it was tough to put it in words, honestly, uh, you know, what we saw. Um, good performance from for me uh, Thomas Williams, um, despite the yellow card that he got, I think he showed a lot of personality, um, a lot of promising future for the young center back. And um, we'll talk about this and more. So, Dave, how are you, my friend? Happy Monday. Thank you, my brother. Uh, happy Monday to everybody. Hope uh, everybody had a very productive Monday, a good weekend, Mother's Day on Sunday. So I uh, hope that all the moms out there, had a meaningful and good day, um, and that you got uh, a gift that it wasn't uh, cookware or a vacuum cleaner or anything like that. Those are awful Mother's Day gifts. Yeah, that's right. Um, to do that. Watch the game Saturday. Let's start with that. Watch the game Saturday, and uh, like we have said here before, uh, we felt that the priority was going to be for Tuesday, so no surprise for the result. Um and, uh, you know, you're going to lose games. We got the best out of Montreal the last two games, and we just happened to lose this one. Um, and for those that undervalue the uh, contributions of Antonio Carlos and Robin Jansen, there you go. Our defense, which was the one of the top three in the league in the first five games of the, of the season, now it's showing what happens when you take out Antonio Carlos. Antonio Carlos for what practically looks like the whole season, and you don't have a Robin Jansen there. Uh, I felt that defensively, what we had was a wild man and uh, um, Rodrigo Schlegel, guy that needs to learn leadership. Obviously, that comes with time. And also a guy that is a free spirit and goes out there. When you have an experienced center back, you can cover for the mistakes. You can wrangle that guy back. Unfortunately, his partner is a young 17-year-old kid. In my opinion, Thomas Williams uh, uh, dealt with the situation uh, the best he could. Uh, you know, he is talented. But well, the one thing, while talent is something that you're born with, 
The one thing that you are not born with is experience. And that's obviously he's going to be getting as time goes by. In my opinion, if at 17, the guy can start uh, consistently in MLS, to me, that's a win. That tells me that the future is very bright. Um, not upset about the the, the game. It, we look we look disjointed, uh, lack of focus. Uh, like I said, we make some switches uh, for this game. Uh, defensively, like I said, we uh, how we had uh, our center back pairing. Maybe we escape with a point. Maybe we win the game. But this is a lot of maybes. You know, unfortunately, the result is what it is. So we move forward now uh, to what's going to be the the rest of uh, of the week, which is obviously. Um, uh, the Open Cup against Union, and then Saturday visiting Toronto. Well, it was a tough result as uh, the picture that that, oh. that that we made here. It was a four to one, uh, you know, result. Uh, everybody can check out the article I wrote uh, on uh, loudandproudorlando.com. Uh, pretty much, uh, Orlando City got clobbered. Uh, there was really nothing more to say. Uh, the back line pretty much allowed Montreal to easily find a win. Uh, in my opinion, Joao Moutinho, it's one of the best players in Orlando City right now. Uh, I think his level is being um, overlooked by a lot of people, a lot of fans. I think that a lot of fans don't realize that um, the, the high level he's playing and uh, he scored his second goal of the campaign. Um, then also Jake Mulraney, you know, the, the newcomer. He arrived into practice uh, on Friday and he, I think he did a great job. I mean, you know, that's a baller. That he, the goal from Moutinho came through a play that he started. So we'll, we'll talk about that more. And then um, I, I liked uh, some of the positives. Uh, I like Thomas Williams, uh, how he guarded Romel Kyoto in the first half. I think, um, you know, and we mentioned this in the actual podcast, um, you know, in, in the preview, you know, a week ago. And we said, if, if, if Thomas comes out of this game, uh, neutralizing Romel Kyoto and not having him score, I think we have a center back that has a lot of uh, poise and a lot of control and uh, very good um, recuperating the ball. And I think, that's the type of center back we, we saw um, for, for, you know, for Thomas Williams. A lot of people I know for a fact do not agree. I, I actually commend uh, Orlando City for using their, their the OCB as, 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 uh, as choices to, to definitely put in the front line uh, in case somebody goes down, right? Um, I, you know, Kids like Brandon Hackenberg and you know and and many more that they can actually tap in anytime and, and use from OCB. Um, good to see that. Um, I think one of the toughest things that I saw um, from the beginning in this game was, um, and that's something that Pareja needs to take notes on, is the high press, right? So people are noticing that Orlando's game is on the flanks. When you pressure the flanks of Orlando and you press high, you make Orlando, uh, you know, make a lot of mistakes um, turning over the ball. And, and this occurred throughout the game. A, a lot of the turnovers and a lot of the goals that came from, from Montreal uh, on this game were because of turnovers, in my opinion. So 
Um, I think they need to find a way that they need to go forward, not backward. Um, even the attackers, right? It's, it's great to pass the ball 30 million times and have possession throughout 90 minutes. But what, what's the point of possessing the ball so much if your flanks are not working out and you're turning over the ball and then you have players that had a hell of a game and I'm going to mention them. Um, they're actually on this side right here. Uh, right on the left side of Montreal, you had Mah uh, Mihailovic, Lassi Lapainen, and then Kamal Miller. So I think these three were very good. I think Kamal Miller had a, a great game defensively. Uh, Lassie as well. He always played well against Orlando. We mentioned it in the preview uh, a week ago. And then on the other side, their right flank, these three played phenomenal. Torres, Johnston, and Waterman. Uh, and you, saw, you see, so they pretty much knew. We press high. We go up in transition. We press them high. We'll force them to make mistakes. They'll turn over the ball, and then we'll go in the attack. And that's exactly what happened. That was their, their success uh, for Montreal. So I think those are the things that I believe um, the coaching staff needs to take a look at and definitely assess and make sure that, you know, uh, I know Montreal right now is playing at a very high level. Uh, I don't want to knock them down. I think they're having a very exciting team. Uh, but, you know, losing through that big margin it bothers a lot of fans, and I totally understand why they feel so upset. But you know, we're still fourth. You know, I mean, we're not, we're not, uh, we're still in playoff contention. But uh, and we have a lot of injuries, you know, and uh, we just gotta make sure that uh, that momentum is not lost because Orlando doesn't have a lot of time to think about losing now because they have a really big game against Philly uh, tomorrow, which, you know, we'll be there. I think it's Orlando City Communications. We'll be there. And um, then after that, you got to fly to Canada, back to Canada to face Toronto, another tough team, right? Um, you know, I personally believe that um, some, of the, some of the substitutions uh, could have maybe waited a little bit uh, or maybe should have made a little bit earlier. Um, personally, I would have loved to see again, uh, and, um, Pato, Torres and Kara as a front three. That's just my opinion. Um, I would have loved to see them. And, uh, I think the mid ones, one goal came up and Montreal, uh, scored and then they went up, then they were up 2-0, then Orlando scored. And then I thought, okay, this is where Orlando is going to switch and the momentum is going to kick. And, and that didn't happen. And the reason why it didn't happen is because they knew we're going to press them through the flanks. We're, we know that's their game and we're going we're gonna to do that. And that's what Montreal did. I think tactically, uh, Montreal um, definitely delivered a great game against Orlando City. And, you know, I think uh, definitely their fans benefited from them. Um, what were your thoughts specifically, Dave, uh, regarding, you know, some of the players, right? So let's say, for example, you know, this is the, um, you know, this is the original 11, starting 11 for Orlando City. Um, what were your thoughts in the mid, especially Mendes and Araujo? Uh, you know, these three, Araujo, Mendes, and, and Pereira. Um, do you believe that 
maybe against Philly, we're going to see the same um, mid? Um, I will actually uh, take Mendes out and put Urso just because we need uh, we need uh, a veteran in there that can get us up uh, because the game against Philadelphia is going to be super tough. Now, uh, if I can digress to Montreal for a second, um, yeah, sure. Jake uh, Mulraney, who uh, everybody knows came from uh, Atlanta, um, in my opinion, uh, show a lot of flair, uh, a lot of speed, a lot of fantastic ball control. The uh, the rumors are that he asked for a for a trade. He wasn't happy in Atlanta. Uh, he wasn't happy with the philosophy of the manager. Mind you, he got here in 2020 under a different leadership, and um, the guy spent a ton of time in. Uh, Scottish football. Uh, he's originally from Ireland. Surprise, surprise. He he played for my team in England, Stevenage, on loan. All six games he played for Stevenage were wins. He actually scored a goal, and I was telling Luis before we started recording, the goal basically was a carbon copy of the goal that um, Facundo scored in in uh, Adele Galaxy. Uh, he seems like very like he seems like the guy wants to be here, and I know a lot of fans think that uh, every Atlanta player lives their rivalry, and I'm sorry to tell you that this guy doesn't care. Uh, this guy uh, wants to be here. The, the attitude that his wife had on Twitter tells me that they are over the moon at the fact that they are here, and that sort of rubs the wrong way, those fans, because those people couldn't pack the bags faster. Um, with that said, um, when it comes to uh, our our attack, it was concerning. Uh, Kara was completely isolated. Corn, uh, Pato the same way. We, we just couldn't just couldn't do anything uh, to get you know to get the ball to him. Um, he's he's a you know his own description. He's a, a, a traditional number nine, a target player. He's not gonna create his own shots, so he's heavily dependent on service. And uh, what uh, um, Montreal did beautifully was they clocked the channels. We couldn't we couldn't get that those filter passes that we like to do with Mauricio Pereira, and our wing uh, was very predictable. When we actually got uh, got ahead, uh, trying to become dangerous was when the General Jake Mulraney uh, came in. And I actually have a, 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 a statistic that is scary. Uh, 20 shots for Montreal, two for Orlando. Yeah. On target, 10 for yeah. Montreal, one for Orlando. So that right there, that tells you how effective we were uh, in the attack. We were very, uh, very good with, the, with our discipline. Only two yellows for us versus four. And but they have a lot of corners, and uh, that made them dangerous. The first goal came from a corner. Um, you know, we have dealt with corners very good in the past. We're not getting as many, I think, in my opinion, uh, because obviously we were not attacking as much, and therefore we were not forcing the defense to make the mistake. To me, um, to me, conceding corners is a mistake, even if you're clearing the ball away, you know, your, your instinctual instinct. Should always be to uh, to the sides, not to not to the baseline. But 
you know, sometimes you just have to, right? Um, uh, with that said, um, I think that the the scoreline does not reflect exactly the game. The second goal definitely was a mistake. We we left um, uh, Pedro's uh, right right hand side completely wide open. That's where the goal came in. And at that point, we had all meat on the grill, looking for the equalizer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, not for for the for the yeah for the equalizer. And uh, unfortunately, couldn't come. Then uh, in the 72nd minute, um, we uh, we put one on the board from a header by uh, Joe Moutinho, and I felt okay. Well, the equalizer the equalizer is coming, and unfortunately, did not because on the 81st minute. Uh, they went ahead uh, three to one, and at that point, uh, the eighty the the goal that came on the eighty fourth minute was because we were all offense at that point, trying to get a goal just for pride. Um, and uh, I think uh, Pareja is very predictable now with his um, with his subs. When you see Andres Perea or you see uh, you you see uh, Kyle Smith. You already know this is it. This you know we're just gonna either, you know, if we're winning, we're gonna try to secure the result, and if we are losing, we are just trying to lose by little, because <laughs> yeah. obviously the differential means 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 something. As unfortunately, right now we're negative too, uh, but that that's what it was. Like I said, um, uh, in my opinion, um, the 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 focus is is Tuesday. If we win Tuesday. Then, then people will forget about this Saturday. If we lose tomorrow, then obviously people are gonna get upset and and they're gonna be calling for for Oscar's head as they always do. Well, I mean, it's I mean what I've read when what I read on Facebook is appalling, and um, it, it, I mean I I definitely believe it doesn't represent the culture of this club that that I grew loving uh, since inception. Um, because I mean, I, I, what I read is just unbelievable. But to 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 kind of turn turn the page and just look into the game a little bit more, I want to say, in my opinion, and I wrote it also this on my article. Um, you know, Pereira was the one who assisted uh, Joao Moutinho, uh, who scored that header. So whoever's saying that Pereira it's not playing well, um, he just gave you a great performance the the game before this one, and he had an assist. So I don't know. It, it, you know, uh, again, uh, that's another, obviously, another result nobody wants. I, I think this, I think these players are going to come out to definitely compete against Philly because, again, no professional player comes out just to say, hey, today, you know, I feel like losing today. No, no, no. Um, they, every, everybody wants to compete. Um, and uh, another thing was, um, you know, everybody was hoping for that Orlando City momentum. Uh, after the goal and it, it did not happen uh, the Lions just lost the midfield completely throughout the game uh, it's on the stats you can see it and one thing that we truly I think Orlando truly needs to hone on and, and, and definitely get better is the turnover it just became a, a turnover galore and um, you you know it just made it easy for Montreal to stay compact and retreat and retract when Orlando was going into transition play, um, into transition, easy for them to defend as a block. And then it was also because they were turning over the ball, it was easy for them to go to the counter. 
So it just made it easier. And that's how the goals came about, you know, um, you know, in the 81st minute, you know, uh, you know, Torres scored, you know, Torres from Montreal. I had a, had a great game. And then um, the broad Gilliard uh, also scored uh, three minutes later after a ball that was turned over uh, by Orlando Smith. And he just went into transition and then he just uh, hit the ball past Pedro Galese. And that's how the score ended, you know, four to one. And to me, those two goals came due to turnovers. Uh, that's the best way I could put it. And I think, like Dave was saying, we need to focus. They, they don't have a lot of time to focus. I mean, even Oscar Pareja said, you know, we really, you know, we got to take responsibility. He took responsibility of, of, of this result, of course. He, he even said it. And... Um, I have the image here uh, for the press conference. Um, you know, he said, I, I take responsibility of what happened, you know, and, and I think, you know, we're going to definitely focus on what's coming next, which is Philly. You know, we're still, you know, nobody wants to lose with that big of a margin. Uh, but, you know, then he expressed, um, you know, a good feeling regarding the newcomers. Um, you know, Thomas Williams having their first, full 90 with the first team and then Jake Mulraney. And uh, he just said, you know, we don't have time to really cry over the spoiled milk, right? We, we, we got to move forward. And um, the, the best way, you know, he mentioned we need to prove ourselves and, 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 and the fans that we're now this type of uh, team um, is by winning against Philly, right? So they know that. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that tomorrow we see that, right, um, Dave? Are you there? Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, the, um, the fact of the matter is Montreal is a Canadian team. The Canadian championship is super easy to the point where Montreal, Vancouver – and Toronto just take turns taking this trophy that their their fans don't even get excited about because they, they win it so many times. So they are not on the same pressure as we were. They were at home. Um, dropping points over there really did not affect um, um, our campaign. Uh, would I want? Would I love to uh, win there and win Tuesday? Of course, absolutely. Or like I said on Twitter to the people that follow me, the fact of the matter is is that the restrictions that uh, MLS puts on the squads prevents us from having these 40, 50, 60 uh, player squads where we can you know, have players playing this tournament, players playing this other tournament, and players playing the league. Unfortunately, we don't have that. So we have to, we have to, we have to rotate, we have to prioritize. Open Cup, my friends, is $300,000 for the winner. A spot in the CCL, okay, a, a spot that can could be conducive to a spot in the uh, Club World Cup, and prestige. There's prestige in the Lamar Hunt Trophy. It's the oldest trophy in the United States. You're a champion of your country. You have defeated uh, teams from other leagues in order to get there. I don't understand this... Um, this infatuation with the fact that if you're not an MLS Cup champion, you're not a champion at all. 
I think uh, the the supporter shield uh, deserves a lot of praise for that. But unfortunately, in MLS, you only get a star uh, if you are the MLS Cup champion. Which, by the way, not every league does a star. There's, you know, in England, they don't they don't give you a star for that. You know what I'm saying? You know, it reminds you like the little stars that they used to get in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And the the fact is is that uh, for a club that has been in the league for eight years. Um, we can win two, four games, and we can crown ourselves champions. This will do a lot for the psyche of the, the fan base. We'll put a real, actual, uh, worthy trophy. We're going to grab that open Orlando City uh, Invitational uh, uh, dog bowl, toss it to the side, and put something worthy in its place. Um, unfortunately, my friends, like I said, we have to prioritize – Defeating Montreal, you know, in, in the great scheme of things would have been great, but it does not affect our campaign because there's a lot of football to be played. Um, one of the main things that I would like to share with you is uh, I spoke to one of my sources uh, this past weekend because uh, if we can divert out a little bit, um, Luis, uh, we received official word of what we're getting for the Mueller deal. Uh, information that we didn't have last sun last Monday, excuse me. Uh, we are getting from uh, Chicago a 2023 uh, 2023 first round draft pick. Uh, we're getting GAM, um, and we are getting discovery discovery rights for our unnamed player. And uh, again, for a player that we let go on a free, a player that we um, we were expecting nothing to get you know to get nothing back. And uh, to be said, um, I spoke with this source who basically uh, had this to, this to say uh, about um, the backhanded compliment that Hibernian gave uh, Chris saying that, oh, well, you know, we're sending him back because he couldn't adapt to the physicality and the speed of uh, the uh, Scottish League and all that, which I thought that was pretty underhanded. Um, and our source says this statement was coward exactly because the mentality is that anything in Europe is better than here. Barnsley infrastructure is worse than the guys in Tampa with the rowdies. Pato gave an interview to a Brazilian TV yesterday, TV station yesterday. When asked about the infrastructure, infrastructure, he said, Orlando and Milan was comparable, and by far the best he had in his career was right here. And he finishes. But people here listen to 12 men at Orlala who know nothing. So there you go, my friends. This is this is coming from someone uh, who uh, was born and raised in a culture of football. Uh, I agree with him. You know, so somebody who is. Uh, close to our club and somebody that basically um, is, is telling us that, that, you know, we're in a good place. And unfortunately, we tend to look at Europe as uh, as this, the high standard. And then we diminish what we have here. And he finishes with this about Chris. He's a very nice guy. We just have to end our mentality here that going to any place in Europe is better than MLS. If you are going to a big or medium club in a super league, MLS has better talent, more infrastructure, and it's way more competitive. I get the dream, quote-unquote, growing up playing FIFA, 
but players like Chris should never leave MLS. So food for thought. And uh, one last thing, another source, because here we are not talking to your cousin. We're not talking to the to a guy in the back of a dark alley for our information. We talk to people that know what they're talking about. And I know most of you go, well, review your sources. Tell me if it's true. I'm like, why would I reveal my sources? Then they don't want to talk to me. My goodness. This is what this source said about one thing that people were fighting online. The green card situation. And he gave me this nugget of information that I did not know. This source says some big players don't like green cards because they have investments abroad. And once having green cards, they have to pay taxes in the U.S. Ah. for such investments. Of course. All right. So, Sam, my friend. Yes. Uh, that's why Kaka never got a green card. <laughs> Makes so, sense. There you have it, friends. I just wanted to share that. Uh, I shared this with Luis. Uh, this is well. Yeah, let me, you know, I, I think I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, be honest with you, and I don't want to sound controversial. And you know, I know it could probably sound really bad, but there, there are leagues in South America that are ten times better than the Scottish league, in my opinion. Like mm -hmm. the Brazil, the Brazilian league, for example. I yeah. think the level of the Brazilian league is uh, right now. You pair up. Um, let's say Santos, you know, uh, pair him with uh, Celtic or Rangers. Right now, first and foremost, Rangers needs to win the, 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 um, the Europe, um, the Europa League, you know? So Rangers needs to focus on winning the Europa League. And honestly, if, it, if it's not Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, Hibernian, we don't know anything about any other team unless you're from Scotland. Let's just be completely honest here. Hearts, Hibernian, Celtic, and Rangers. You know? So, I mean, uh, I, I just think, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. In um, a country of family and people with three levels of pyramid. So uh, that's the other thing. We, we, we think Scotland is as populated as England. That could be further away from the truth. Like we said last week, 5 million in Scotland, 1.5 in Northern Ireland, and in Wales, 56 million in England. That's why going to Scotland, the Scottish League was, was pointless for, for Mueller. And, and, and another thing, the championship, the, you know, the, you know, the championship, British championship, the champion right now, if they play against the top three of Scotland, they can beat them. I can tell you right now, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Honestly, and it, it, it is true. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm done playing the Scottish League. I think Mueller, Mueller's move back into the MLS, in my opinion, it could definitely benefit him because he's coming back to a league that he already knows how to play. Going um, home. Not only that, 2026 is around the corner. <laughs> you know, I think his goal is now the national team. So he's going to have to show what he's all about. And I think in Chicago, mm -hmm. he's going to have, he, he's going to be that person that's going to be like, you know, people are going to say, okay, you, you came from Europe. Now you have to show us what you can do. And so Absolutely. I think when you put a player like Chris Mueller, that is a very strong minded, strong willed player. He's going to give his all 
you know, to play for that particular club that is uh, actually, and their fans are maybe doubting him, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. failed. Especially you after failed. they gave so much. Right, right, right. So, so I think uh, we'll see what happens with Chris Miller. Wish him the best. Uh, yeah, let's, well, let's, let's read some comments and then switch to the next. Yeah, topic. absolutely. Because I got Antonio, Antonio Rodriguez. It says, "What are you guys' opinion on Papi, aka Pareja? I am torn. Sometimes he can make mistakes, and I seem to question." Uh, him a decent amount of times, but I know when he gets it right, then he's really good. Uh, Dave, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, you know, um, I have said it before on social media. Uh, my my opinion of Oscar Pareja, the person, is very high uh, as a, as a human being, as a manager of men, uh, as a football uh, somebody that makes a living from football. Um, he's very good. Has he had the opportunity to work with a team of high-caliber players? He's getting it now. I think when he came in, he came in into uh, a, a place in disarray. It, it reminds me of that uh, that uh, meme that you see the guy coming back, leaves the apartment, <coughs> excuse me, comes back with a pizza and everything is on fire or whatever. That's exactly what Oscar Pareja walked into. Uh, we had a lot of problems with our uh, physical conditioning. We had a lot of players that were getting hurt out of nothing and never staying fit, then go to other leagues and other teams and, 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 and have a rebirth. Um, he has stabilized the ship. Uh, in my personal opinion, my personal opinion, uh, emotions to the side, uh, Oscar Pareja has this season to prove that we have made uh, the advancement. We poured $22 million dollars into the roster. That's why it's so critical for him uh, to go deep into the Open Cup and win it uh, and for us to go into the playoffs and, and have some success. Personally, I just don't think that we're quite there to win MLS Cup because we're not scoring. We have we have deficiencies in that area. Uh, obviously, we'll have to get all our injured players. Gaston Gonzalez, which we're going to be talking about in a minute, uh, was something that was not planned. And lastly... Um, if the uh, Will family gives him another chance, it will be one more year. Because at that point, he will have right right now. This is his third season. Next year will be fourth if they give him that opportunity. At some point, you have to say, okay, let's reevaluate. Is this the right guy for us? Other teams like Philadelphia and Kansas City has had stood the test of time uh, with with their managers. Seattle's another team that has basically um, been steady with their managers and success has come their way. So we, as a club, we have never had that stability. We had it with Vinci. We fire him. The, I know people close to the club always tells me that was the right decision. As a fan, I disagree wholeheartedly. I know many of you disagree with me, and that's fine. We can all disagree and be friends. We don't have to be 100%. I keep telling that to people all the time. But um, that's my perception of them. That, uh, long-winded answer, uh, Luis. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, let's keep reading comments here. Jim D, we had several problems with tactics during several matches this season. I agree. Um, I, I, I mean, I agree. I think um, we need to, like like Dave was saying, uh, be a little bit less predictable. Uh, and uh, just, you know, in my opinion, uh, you still need um, to make sure that your flanks are working because that's what drives Orlando's uh, – football you know right now um also taking you know the positives out of this game even though they're so little 
are that um, we we have a future center back that could be a possible U.S. men's national team center back at some point. You see Jason so, Christ. Um, <laughs> and, and the positives, the, another positive is, um, you know, taking advantage of the set piece, which is what Orlando did in this game. They had a set piece and they took advantage of it. Uh, not, not a lot of times Orlando has done that this season. So uh, those are a little bit of a positives. Now, uh, we need to accentuate the good towards the next game, in my opinion, you know, and, and move forward because we don't really – Orlando doesn't have a lot of time to think about, you know, oh, my God, what are we going to do next, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They got to just go there, uh, lace up their boots, and win pretty much. Absolutely. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, portero del mes, MLS Next Pro, Javier Otero. Yeah, he's – Yep, still one of my uh, – the talking points, absolutely. Uh, what a player. The Venezuelan Javier Otero. Uh, MLS Next Pro uh, Goalkeeper of the Month. Uh, anybody that has seen any game for Orlando City B, uh, the guy is the real deal. Uh, we have a very, very good goalkeeper in the future. Sure. I am I, I am afraid to say that if um, if Pedro Alex decides to walk away, we're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, Orlando has pretty good keepers in my opinion, and uh, I think Otero is, is uh, definitely uh, making his way. I think, um, you know, just to say Venezuelan national team, you know, hey, guys, you have a keeper right here that's uh, killing it. Uh, if, if Wilker Fariñez, uh, he doesn't want to come and play, you have this guy, you know, and keep an eye on him, and also to, to the U.S. national team, too. Mm -hmm. I think uh, he's, he's playing at, at a very high level. I'm super proud and happy for him and uh, good for OCB as well. And, and that is a product of our of our academy, of, of Orlando City Academy. So, I mean, look at that. The win-win. Jim D, I was driving across the state during the match. It was funny listening to it on the radio. Hardly a mention of our players. When our players were mentioned, it was short due to turnovers. It was about a game. It was a guy back. Yeah, I mean, we can't re re really, in order to find good here, we have to sift through a pile of dung. Gem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, we shouldn't really, you know, there's a lot of things that have been said on, on social media about, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, I totally understand the, you know, no, no fan wants to see the team lose this way, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I totally agree, but. Just throwing – it seems like there is some passive aggressiveness with, with, with Orlando City that I don't see in other fan bases. I, I'll be honest with you. Like when, when Seattle uh, lost in the CCL last year, um, I didn't see, hey, Schmelzer, get out. You know, but um, they already it. have two MLS Cups, a bunch of uh, open cups. I mean, in all right. honesty, they, they have some some silverware right. to fall back. Well, right, but still, I mean, honestly, I mean, let's be completely honest. I mean, when Real Salt Lake, I mean, got into also the final, you know, this is years back. Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. know, you, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, people are throwing away the season. People are, you know, and and I understand college football is huge. You can't apply the same mentality of college football to soccer, unfortunately. You know, the beautiful thing about this game is that the smallest club can beat you and you can defeat the biggest club w with the highest momentum possible. 
you know, uh, Orlando could be going through a three losing slump and then beat the, you know, the CCL champs. They, we can now go to, to, to Lumen Field and beat the Sounders. You know, uh, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the game. It's you cool know. and unpredictable, my friend. It is. You know. And uh, to give you, give you guys an analogy, this past weekend in, in League Two in England, that's the fourth division, uh, the second automatic uh, promotion spot was stolen when a team played the last team in the league that was already relegated. They needed seven goals to snatch that spot, and that's exactly what they got. And people were mad and people were appealing. But, my friends, that's, that's how it is. Nobody would have thought that at the beginning of the year that that, that calendar was going to work for them beautifully like that. Uh, that's, that's what football is. Football is a pound of talent and an ounce of luck. And sometimes things are going to happen like that. Talking about luck, Luis. Um, we got, uh, we got in the internets, my friend, there's, there's, uh, uh, a rumor that I was unable to confirm because our sources in Argentina don't want to get muddied up. The one I'm get upset with the uh, the the one want the team to be upset with them. This is the situation, according to uh, the the group that uh, covers all the um, Union de Santa Fe fans. The club is fan owned, so when you're a season ticket holder, uh, you're you're a, you're a, you're a, uh, an associate. You're you're basically you have voting rights. You if you've been part of a church, synagogue, mosque, if you've ever been part of a credit union, you already know the deal. Once a year they have the meeting and you get to hear how the organization is spending their money and all that good stuff. And the fans want, they are demanding that Union lets them know exactly what happened when Orlando City renegotiated the contract. This is what's on the streets right now, that we are paying $1.5 million less for the player. That's one thing. Two, that we are the uh, the resale value is going to be twenty percent instead of thirty percent, and uh, three, that the player is going to be signed for an extra year. Today, that's uh, if you're for those that are listening, uh, we have on the screen pictures that are coming from um, Gaston Gonzalez Instagram. You see him there. Number twenty-two is going to be his number next year. Uh, he's holding. Uh, he's he's wearing the home colors and he's holding his away jersey. Uh, all the guys sign a ball, send it to him, which I, I thought was a fantastic gesture from our players. And the other thing is, uh, we sent a doctor, like we said last week, uh, from Orlando City to oversee the the surgery. The surgery was also uh, was a success. They're waiting for the swelling to go down. Later on this week, we'll be having a timetable on his recovery. One thing that we have heard uh, unconfirmed is that um, Gaston is going to be flying to Orlando in July uh, to continue his rehabilitation here, which makes sense. He's our player. But like I said, the, the main situation is that the team is holding close <coughs> to Union, uh, talking about uh, is holding close to his, their chest the, uh, the sale of the player. Because a lot of fans are like, hey, we already knew that we were. This is, by the way, at the price, at the lower price, quote unquote, um, Gaston Gonzalez is the biggest sale for Union in their history. 
And this is a club that is old. It's a 19th century club. So um, it's the biggest sale in their history. And of course, they are upset that, hey, we had we could have made more money, but we overplayed the player. We never gave him the rest, and he got injured. We should have pulled him away on a meaningless game. We were already losing. There was nothing to be gained. And, of course, the player got affected. Orlando City, like we said, had the opportunity to walk away, stood by the player. One of our sources close to Orlando City said, we're going to do what's right for the player and for the club. There you have it this week. Officially, Orlando City acknowledges that Gaston uh, Gonzalez is a lion. And this past week, obviously, Union de Santa Fe confirmed the sale. Right now, uh, we will continue to monitor the situation to see if indeed this rumor about the sale. To me, it doesn't matter. Uh, if we get the, oh. get the player, if we get the player for cheap, of course, you know, beautiful gain, a beautiful uh, gain and beautiful uh, uh, negotiation tactics by Luis Musi and Ricardo Moreira. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's on Union. They had this player. They insisted on keeping, keeping for uh, getting the club uh, qualified for Sudamericana, and they broke it. So there has to be consequences. Well, for um, I mean, he's a, he's a outstanding prospect, in my opinion, in South America. A lot of clubs have been monitoring, not, not just Orlando City. Um, the best player in his, in his squad, for sure. He had a really amazing goodbye ceremony right before this picture was taken. He got his uh, jersey framed. Um, you know, and and is going to be at the museum and, and, you know, a sold out crowd for, for Union de Santa Fe was, um, you know, uh, cheering his name. And, you know, he's a very well liked player, you know, mm -hmm. just like Facundo Torres is for Peñarol. I think that he's the same from from Union for sure. Absolutely, Luis. Honestly, honestly, he's a product of their academy. You know, uh, he even did a, a giveaway for his jersey before he left. Sure did. So, you know, to thank the fans. So I think we're getting a player not only mentally, a, a very a very young player, a very mentally strong player, just like Facundo, that, you know, they played like, you know, they've been playing soccer forever, right? And uh, we're getting... Uh, uh, immediate, in my opinion, him 100%, an immediate boost on that left flank. Oh, absolutely. Like, and I would like absolutely. to I would like to read uh, his message uh, underneath the pictures that he posted. And if, if you allow me, I will obviously have to translate. So he says here, thank you to everybody that showed their support and strength uh, during this operation. Everything was great. Uh, thank you very much to all the doctors that uh, did an incredible job. Now it's time to start thinking about uh, rehab and to return to the pitch. And he tags Orlando City uh, with a lion and the U.S. flag. And, of course, you know, uh, he has about 400 um, comments, 8,000 uh, well wishes. So, obviously... This is a guy that, you know, the tragedy of this is we need him right now, Luis. But unfortunately, right. football is, again, cruel and unpredictable. But when this guy returns uh, next year, it's going to be something special. 
For sure. I have no doubt. And just going on to, before we switch to Philly and talk about what, what's going to come next, another newcomer to the squad uh, has been uh, Jake Mulraney, right? I mean, mm -hmm. um, Irish international. Um, I think he gave a lot of, uh, he had a, a couple of bright spots in the Montreal game. I mean, obviously no one wants to come in into the team brand new, You know, he, he flew in to – he even mentioned it in the post-press conference. He actually started practicing with the team on Friday. <laughs> and then, you know, he was put in into the game uh, right on – you know, the game against Correct. Montreal right away. And then I think he, he, he showed a lot of bright spots. And, um, you know, happy for him. Hopefully against uh, Philly, we can see more of him. You know, mm -hmm. on, that, on that left flank. Oh, definitely he needs to start uh, on Tuesday, yeah, in my opinion. For sure. And so, you know, and we'll do our, our starting 11 also right about, you know, before we end. Uh, and Luis, one quick thing. It, his last game with Atlanta was at Montreal. So back-to-back -back games at Montreal, all losses. Wow. <laughs> one thing is, you know, he did say, you know, there was um, a journalist um, was in the post-game presser with me, and he asked, you know, How do you feel, you know, uh, coming and playing in Orlando uh, after being in Atlanta? You know, you know we're rivals. And he kind of got a little bit <laughs> – he didn't like the question. I could definitely tell. Uh, he said, uh, I'm here to play football. I do not care who it is for. I am here to play and to contribute to Orlando. That's exactly what he said. He ended good, up, good, good, good. Because some, some people need to, need to understand that uh, players operate on a different spectrum. And then Oscar Pareja, regarding him and Thomas Williams, you know, he said, Jake has been a good addition uh, to the squad. He can give us a, a change of pace, which is what we saw against Montreal. You know, he came in and boom, he was that, that boost we needed to create an attacking place. And then um, Thomas Williams, he did a lot of good things, which makes him grow. I'm very proud of him and his performance. He's a young man with a lot of personality and has a promising career. Those are uh, words verbatim right. from Oscar Pareja. But I think he did. He, I think he did great. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he can do next. You know, uh, especially in uh, this game against um, against uh, Philadelphia, which is going to be tough. Uh, indeed, I think it's going to be tough. What were your thoughts uh, regarding Mo Rainey? I like well, the fact that he's an Irish international too. Yeah, yeah. Irish international, uh, playing in the championship, played in League Two with the the tricky Reds of uh, Steve Inich. So that that right there, uh, I ask uh, a lot of my friends there in the team. I I, I even asked the CEO of Steve Inich uh, their opinion of the guy. Um, it was it was 2015, 2016, but uh, there was uh, quite a few people that still remember him. Hard worker, very humble guy. Uh, guy that loves football, he, he immediately, um, uh, and you know, the fans get get fall in love with the guy. Uh, I see that the Atlanta fans were devastated, uh, and their you know their devastation was genuine. And uh, but you know, uh, like I said, if rumors are true, which everything leads to believe uh, that that they are, because the when interviewed, the player said that they didn't realize that he was gone until they just told him. And um, so he asked out. Um, uh, he wanted to come here. And uh, obviously, this would have not happened had uh, Gonzalez uh, had not gone hurt. But it's a fantastic uh, stopgap. If he does very well, then he has a place here. And if you are listening to us on the screen there, 
uh, we see the teams that he has played for uh, the recent ones. So um, the uh, Dagenham and Redbridge, they were in League Two at the time. They are now in the they're in non-league. They're in uh, the the National League. Uh, they've been relegated. Steven Edge League Two, uh, Hearts of Midlothian, which is first division, Scottish, Inverness, Caledonian. I believe those folks are second division, um, uh, Scottish at this time. I could be wrong. And then, of course, Atlanta United. Right. I mean, and, and you can see a pattern, right? Uh, the pattern here is he is an, uh, he loves to assist. Mm hmm. Uh, I think his most successful season was when he played in Hart, you know, in, in the, in yeah. the hearts of um, – Ten goals, wow. You know, he had 10 assists and two goals. Oh, 10 assists, okay, I'm sorry. But, you know, you have to understand, you know, assists to me, I count them as goals because, you know, there are goal assists. You know, yes. these are goal assists. You know, they – you know, those – Great you goals. Know, those, yeah. those definitely count. And uh, so that means that he can create plays in attack, which is exactly what Orlando needs, especially mm -hmm. on the flanks. Um, you know, we appreciate every single player that's on the flanks right now, but, you know, I think Orlando needs to create more uh, on, those, on those two flanks or at least um, channel and, and make sure that we have the proper strategy to pass the ball around in the mid and not to lose and not to turn it over because that's what's happening. Yep. You know, uh, teams are coming physically pressing Orlando's mid, Orlando's mid drops the ball back and then they lose it. And then teams go in transition attack and, and counter. And then, you know, we pay the Orlando pays the price. Right. And I think a player like him, uh, we've seen him, how he's defending. He, he, he came in with a lot of energy, you know, uh, I can only expect that, you know, I'm sure he wants to definitely do better than what he did in Atlanta. I, I, again, I don't think any player in the world comes to any team or any employer of theirs and say, yeah, you know, I just want to do the same thing I did in the last club. You know, I just want to do the same thing. And no, they, they have aspirations, you know, they want to do better. And I believe hopefully that uh, he can definitely be a, a change of play, a change of pace player, just like Oscar Pareja said. So, mm -hmm. Uh, happy with the signing because, again, what other player were we going to get for that amount of money? And I think it's a short notice too. Right, Adrian Winter, or 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 who 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 nobody. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we we I think they did, and they looked a player that said, "Look, ten assists with heart, maybe has gone to a not so great organization like Atlanta." Okay, we can definitely provide it a, a better infrastructure. And a guy that wanted out. Let's not forget right. that. A guy, he wanted a, out. a guy that wanted out, you know, uh, and, and you know, Irish International, check, check, check. I mean, mm -hmm. why and, not, right? And I got to tell you, Atlanta's not going to do us any favors. So for them to send this guy for a bag of peanuts, because that's what we pay for him, uh, it's hurting them. But, again, you run the risk. Of not trading a guy, and the guy says, "Oh, you don't want to trade me? Okay, guess what? I'm gonna lay an egg the rest of the season. You don't want to. You don't want to have people like that in your in your in your in your locker room." So, um, again, to, to our friends, that he played for Atlanta is to me is inconsequential. He already said he's a lion. He's here to play, just like when our guys had gone to Atlanta, and Atlanta fans love him, and uh, they they you know I mean, Mister. He scores when he wants. Don Dwyer's over there. People forget that. 
That's right. Colin Garvey says, and I want to thank him too for, for watching us. I like Benji as a player, but I think Mulraney might be a little more consistent on the, on the left wing. Uh, perhaps Benji finds his way back to a striker depth. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with him. I agree, I agree. You know, uh, nothing. I think what, what I notice about Benji is um, he's been, he's gotten a little better in the 1v1, but I just think he's, he just needs to make sure, you know, there is a disconnect with, uh, with either the right flank and the person right at top. And some of the passes, uh, especially when going the attack, is you know passing it back, or 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 the you know or the cross goes to the rival team, you know a turnover, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we need to kind of Benji knows. Right. Benji knows so, that the, the writing's on the wall. He already said at the beginning of the year that he knew that it was a, a make it or break it year. He probably has already been sat down. When called to the carpet and told Benji, you've seen what we have done to other homegrowns. They are no longer here. This is the time. I think he he's a talented player. He just needs to find his 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 stick, you know, what he does well and consistently do that. A lot of people give uh Tesha Kindel a lot of crap, but I'm sorry, when we are when you have 10 minutes and you have to secure a result. You put Tesha Kindele there with that fantastic hold-up game that he has, we win the game or we secure the result. The fact of the matter is, is that, we, you know, in, 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 in this team, we need a lot of piano carriers, a lot of piano tuners, and a lot of piano players. Just because you don't have a certain skill set, if you built on what you can do very well, eventually – the organization goes through. I always use the example when I served in the Navy uh, for every, uh, when I was stationed on an aircraft carrier, for every time an airplane took off, there was 5,000 sailors and Marines behind that particular aircraft, making sure that they got their job done to keep that weapon up in the air. And that's what we have here, my friends. We have a lot of players that have skill sets for particular tasks, particular situations. And, not everybody's going to be a star. Not, you know, I, I don't understand this infatuation that people have of uh, trying to create animosity where there's none and trying to dismiss players. I would love for most of you to go out there and run for 90 minutes. And with this, I, I give the microphone to Luis. My English team, Stevenage, grabbed 11 players this past uh, week, 11 former players, and let them play with 11 super fans. And what the super fans found out, what the season ticket holders found out, was that a player, five years retired from the game, can still kick your butt. The game ended 8-2. So a lot of you that love to grab a hot dog with one hand and a beer with the other, if you're put on the pitch with some of these guys, maybe you need to find, you will find out how difficult this game is. Sure, and you know, I just, I just believe that you know, it's, it's going to. They, Orlando has the the advantage that they have a, an actual team that have been playing together for a longer time, for a, for longer than, than most clubs in the East. I just think that Orlando needs to the new pieces that they're adding. They need to adapt right away to the system. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know sometimes it does take time, but I mean. Uh, we're still 
fourth in the league, fourth in the East. You know, um, we can still get up if we win these next couple of games. If if um, we if we beat Toronto, if Orlando beats Toronto, um, they remain. They can remain fourth or or go up a notch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just trying to. Um, get the positive and fix it, right? I, I think that's going to be the the most important part for every single Absolutely. player. All right, so let's see. Jim D says, how about that Falcons NFL turf wrecking the their weekend renters' Achilles? Crazy what's happening up there. Yeah, yeah, that turf. Uh, we, we said it. A lot of us did. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, Citrus Bowl ate a lot of legs for Orlando City. And at the time, the, the, the guys that discovered football in, in 2017 – we're telling us that we were jealous that it was a majestic uh, structure, which is it's a beautiful stadium. Don't get me wrong; it's a beautiful NFL stadium, but that turf is starting to claim victims, and uh, they're gonna continue to do what's wrong uh, two, three seasons until once they realize that the magic of the cup is gone and that uh, their play, their their team is uh, walking ambulance, uh, a mobile hospital. Then you're gonna see this, and then this is gonna affect the recruiting, my friends, because no one. What happened to um, their center back, uh, Miles? Miles, uh, what's his name? Um, that is with the national team as well. Miles Robinson. Miles Robinson. Miles Robinson. Thank Robinson you. Yeah. What a fantastic, pity, fantastic player. Really? Good kid. I, I completely yeah, devastated. Yeah, this guy. Player. This guy had the dream of playing in a World Cup, and he has wow. been snatched away from it. Now, uh, uh, some people are saying that he still has time to come back from the injury. Hopefully. Uh, that uh, he probably will need 172 days to recover. There's 196 before uh, the World Cup. I hope he uh, I hope he can make that uh, independently that he plays for Atlanta. I have spoken with him when, when the U.S. have played here in Orlando. Uh, super nice guy. Um you know, a young kid, and and I, again, who doesn't want to represent their country? So I I, I wish him the best. Uh, but uh, Atlanta, it's it's gonna have to learn the hard way that they can play on the surface. One of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, obviously Open Cup. Uh, we're going against uh, Philadelphia Union in our pod. We could have played Tormenta, who's uh, USL League One, and of course we didn't get that that team. We got the toughest one, but like a lot of people that like to see the silver lining in things, like myself. If we defeat you, uh, the Philadelphia Union, then then we really uh, can defeat anybody. These guys are number one uh, in the East at the moment with 19 points. That's two more points than Orlando. Uh, they're coming after the weekend, uh, 2-2 draw at LAFC. Uh, their um, current form in the league is 5-1-4. and four. That's five wins, one loss, four ties. Uh, they match very well with Orlando. They have a lot of dangerous scores. Uh, it's going to be a KG match. Uh, in my opinion, what's going to be in our favor is the fact that we really didn't show up on Saturday, so we should be fresh. Uh, two, we're at home. Uh, this is their second away game of the week, and uh, he went. they went all the way to the West Coast. And last, uh, I've spoken with um, uh, Philadelphia Union fans that say that it, it depends who shows up. If Union feels like, hey, this year, we want to try for regaining the, the, the supporter shield and we want to uh, be uh, MLS champions. They may throw the towel on this one. Good for us. If they decide to show up and play hard, it's going to be a cagey match that we have to win because, again, we sacrificed the points on Saturday 
And uh, in my opinion, the Toronto game is not going to be as difficult as what uh, Montreal was. So I expect us to throw everything in the attack. My prediction, whoever scores, scores first wins this game. And whoever scores first is going to park the bus because at that point they already got what they needed and they're going to uh, try to secure for the weekend. And as a team like us that doesn't score a lot of goals and loves those one nil results, uh, the football goal, the football gods may be smiling up on us this Tuesday night. I want to definitely uh, agree with you in a couple of things. Um, I want to say that there's a couple of players that definitely need to look out for in this game and uh, obviously having a solid back line is going to be key. I think Robin, we'll see Robin back for sure. Uh, hopefully. And uh, with Rodrigo and um, Ruan and Joan Moutinho, I think that's going to be the, um, the back four in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to watch out for, and I'm going to bring here the, their last uh, lineup against LA and First and foremost, Jose Martinez, no? We'll call him El Brujo, El Brujo Martinez. A player that every time he's played with Orlando, he has uh, had a great performance. And what can he give you? He is a very bothersome midfielder that can also go as a false nine at some, sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. But he's always good being that in the 1v1, trying to take that ball away from you. You know, he's a very physical player, and uh, that's why he always uh, gets a couple of yellows. And you know, uh, he's a little bit injury prone if he, you know, but he always plays with a lot of a lot of heart, right? And he's very bothersome. Another player, and it's going to be the captain, is going to be Alejandro Bedoya, right? I think Alejandro mm-hmm. Bedoya, when he's um, when he's uh, on, he's on, when he's on, he's on. And uh, he's very savvy, and his passing is just great. I think his crosses are very good. And who benefits from those crosses? Julian Carranza, former former Inter Miami player. He wants to score against Orlando for sure. He's actually in a very good level right now, in my opinion, one of the best players in Philly right now. We need to definitely watch out. He comes from scoring against LAFC. And and a player that uh, we need to definitely – keep an eye on is their their num well it's number six but is he plays as a 10 which is daniel gastag um hungarian international uh he's played every single level uh for youth in hungary and um you know youth youth 13 15 17 20 you know and uh the national team too so and he's coming here to the MLS because he wants to go back to Europe. And he mm-hmm. feels the MLS is that going to be what's going to catapult him. And he's been having a great season so far. Great season. He's been the, the, the wheel for their attack. One of the wheels in their attack. Uh, the ball passes through his feet for Philly to go in transition. Um, so... Those are a couple of players that, that we need to take a look on. Uh, from their back line, I say, obviously, uh, um, Jacob Glasness. He's been playing um, on, on a very high level. Um, and, you know, but we, we also, I think Orlando needs to, you know, look into themselves too and say, how do we stop this team? You know, they're playing so well. 
Um, they're top of the East. You know, what's the trick, right? And it's making sure that you are containing their mid. You're making sure that you're the one generating, keeping possession, mm-hmm. and, and, and do your game. You know, do, do your game. Uh, use, use your speed because Harriel and Wagner, yes, they are fast players. But on the wings, we have faster players, in my opinion, Moutinho and Ruan. So we need to definitely take advantage of that. And I'm, I'm hoping that Orlando wakes up out of, obviously, uh, this loss and is able to definitely, you know, capitalize against this team, right? You are at home. You're at home fighting for a trophy, win or go home. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, the players know what's at stake and they need to play accordingly come Tuesday. That's right. I also want to give a shout out to um, Sofia Testa. Uh, she's uh, a photographer um, and she takes really great pictures for Philadelphia Union. She's a, a Philadelphia Union fan. She's going to be joining us probably next month because we're going to see Philly again, this time for the MLS. Uh, she's going to be definitely working with uh, LPO uh, when Philly plays, uh, when Orlando travels to Philly to play in, in the next couple of months. She's going to be taking pictures for us. And also, um, I want to give her a shout out. Then she's going to be invited into the show. Uh, she already knows. Um, and we're going to discuss, you know, you know, she has more insight and and regarding the team and, and and how she sees Philly. She's been following Philly for many years. A huge fan of the dupe. So um just want to say hello to her if she's watching. So but you know it's gonna be a tough game. But I think Orlando Orlando needs to wake up out of this uh slump mm-hmm. and just move forward and push forward. What better way to not only silence the you know, the passive aggressiveness of some people or, or, or the crowd or, or how do you prove yourself that you can definitely move forward winning? You the beat the man. To be the man, way. you beat the man. That's the only way. That's the only way. And uh, hopefully that's the case. Mm-hmm. That way we get, um, you know, Orlando travels back to, well, to Canada and, and, and go faces Toronto and, and um, hopefully get the W away, right? Yeah, Toronto's not doing very well. They're coming from a loss away at Vancouver. Uh, so, again, they're going to be uh, pretty pretty worn down, in my opinion. Um, there's their, their position on the table is really bad, 12 at the moment. With a record of three six and two, three wins, six losses, two ties, um, the series does not reflect the situation uh, that Toronto finds itself in because they dominate eight with eight wins, three ties, and four losses to Orlando. But of course, those eight wins were created during the Giovinco era when we really were very bad. Uh, Toronto right now, the last three games that we have played against them, uh, 1-1 tie, uh, 3-2 victory for Orlando, 1-0, 1-0 victory for Orlando. Uh, in my opinion, we can definitely go to Toronto where we have never won. Mind, mind, mind that, where we have never won. And go and make history and finally take the, all three points out of uh, the Reds from the province of Ontario, um, in my opinion, um, it's, it's it, this team is experiencing some bad, bad juju at the moment. Uh, if we can win Tuesday, 
with the wind behind our sails, I think we can snatch three points there and uh, recalibrate our north in the league. Exactly. And, you know, if, if Orlando wins the next game, if, if Orlando wins away and then Montreal, the Red Bulls, and Philly loses, we're, we're, top, of the, we're top of the East. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm I'm just saying, guys. I mean, you know, and you know, you gotta you gotta look at the positive. Uh, you know, we're minus two of. Yeah. Of it's Golden. wide open. It's wide open at the moment. It's, it's wide open right now. I mean, it's gonna be Red Bulls, Montreal, Philly, Orlando, and and you know, look at Cincinnati. Oh know? my goodness, where did they came from? Right, look at Cincinnati, sixteen. So, you know, they're 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 only a point away from us. Uh, my goodness, they're two points up from New York. Right, and, and look and look how look look at the squad of New York and look at the squad of Cincinnati. That's all I'm saying. And how much they spend. These two clubs right here would probably have the most money. New York City and Atlanta United. For sure, right? for sure. You know. And last year's uh, uh, supporter shield winners. Look at that, eleventh. And look at Chicago right here. Ah, you know? my goodness, yeah, my goodness. Right. And Inter Miami. Look at Inter Miami. Look at that. And the Herons, right? The Herons, right? Uh the I don't know. The flamingos. Flamingos are something or something. Some some sort of bird that, that eats in dirty canals with uh shopping carts in them, I guess. No no but look at that. So I mean it, you know again nobody wants to lose four to one, right? And, no, uh, no, of no, course no, not. It was a it, it was a bad performance. I mean I mean the, the, I mean that's the most uh Salomonic thing I can say. Listen. It, you know, I, I'm not mad at that that we lost. In all in all seriousness, when he counted, we defeated Montreal. We went to their house, scored a golazo, bumped them out of the playoffs. Uh, uh, the, uh, the last day of the game of the season. I mean, we embarrassed, humiliated them. We did the same thing here. So they were overdue. They were over overdue for a victory. So you know, who, you know, it's it's what it is. Reminding all the fans that they came to our house, defeated us. In September of last year, uh, I think it was like four one, four two, and then and then what happened? Second game of the season, we went to Montreal and we pulled the magic. So you know, winning and losing to a team, one game does not define a season, does not define a player, does not define a team. That is, and um, I want to also um, say, you know, regarding this, that you know, Orlando has the opportunity again. To, to move up, you know, I think uh, as, a, as a club, we need to move forward, you know, and uh, not throw the season away at this point. I, I don't think Orlando needs to throw away the season or, or change the coach at this time. I think uh, we're applying the winning mentality of hockey, of, uh, you know, the roll tie Alabama football and Duke, right, Duke University basketball. Right uh, to soccer, and 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 that's not really that doesn't apply. Let me be honest with you. It, it takes time for a team to gel together, and mm-hmm. we need to definitely, uh, you know, know a little bit more about that. And uh, you know, uh, that's just my opinion. Um, let's uh, move forward yes. to the last topic of of what we need to talk today. You know, Orlando Pride, right? They they won their first game. Naru with that goal last uh, Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a, a team that's gone through a lot of ups and downs. Um, and I want to say, you know, Coach Cromwell, she was the one who 
he she was minority owner of Angel FC, which is the the play, the, the team that they played. And um, she pretty much to get the coaching, you know, to get her dream, which was coach an NWSL team after successful seasons as a college coach. Um, she got the Orlando gig and she came here and um, with a young squad of a lot of uh, young players, a lot of uh, <clears throat> established players left the team. And uh, she parted ways with that ownership of, of that other club. And, um, you know, it took time. And I think this was their best performance so far. Uh, it was a great goal from Sydney LaRue. Great, um, great game by Gunny John's daughter. Uh, I, I want to also say uh, one of the center backs, usual center backs, which was Mega Montefusco, uh, former Houston, um, Houston player. She, she actually played uh, as a six in this game. Um, so they used uh, kind of the Orlando City double six, right? So they, were, they had a six that went in the attack, which was Michaela Clough. And then they had her as a true six right there in the mid. And uh, Carrie Lawrence, which usually is a, is a winger, right? Uh, a left back or a right back. She plays the center back. And I think uh, they play fantastic. Uh, I think the second half, sure after Orlando scored, Angel City had a lot of chances. They're trying to create a lot of good plays. And then the back lane was just superb. Uh, great game by uh, Tony Presley. By The whole back lane just played tremendously. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, fans were looking for this, for this team, right? So I'm, I'm hoping that moving forward, you know, they're able to definitely replicate this and uh, continue the, the winning streak, right? No, this, absolutely. Was, this was, the, you know, how they came out. You know, Aaron McLeod, a great performance by Aaron McLeod. Again, um, you have Michaela Clef and Courtney Peterson. Eventually, Megan Montefusco came in instead of Courtney Peterson. Courtney Peterson went to her usual left back position and Carrie Lawrence became the center back where Megan is. Um, Darian Jenkins, uh, great performance as well. Gani John's daughter, which is pretty much doing the Marta's, um, Marta's job pretty much now. Mm -hmm. She's going more in the attack, going more forward. And then um, one of the players that honestly, I've, it's exciting to see her play is Leah Pruitt. Uh, and I want to say hello to her if she's watching. Um, she's been playing fantastic. And also Carrie Abello as well. Those two uh, young ladies are playing tremendously. And, um, you know, these three, I think, finally, and I actually talked to Coach Cromwell on the post-press conference. She said, yeah, this is the team now. This, this is the starting. So we're going to do this. Great, this great. Is, you know, right. This is going to be the back line. This is going to be the front three and uh, for, for the next upcoming games because – the three up top, they communicated so well with each other. Uh, Sydney LaRue had a phenomenal game. Leah Pruitt, a young, young, um, very young player, mm -hmm. very skilled player, very fast. Um, and Darian Jenkins as well on the on the right wing. Um, and, and they went to a very hostile environment. Um, uh, this game was played at uh, Bank of California, where uh, LAFC plays their home games. Right. And, um, you know, they, they went and they smashed them in the mouth, literally. Within under three minutes, they were ahead. And uh, to quote uh, former New York, Jet, New York Jets 
uh, coach Herm Edwards, who in 2002 was asked, what's the greatest thing about sports? His answer, you play to win the game. I don't care if you have zero wins. You play to win the game. If you don't think it matters, then retire because it matters. That's uh, word by word of uh, his quote. Um, I have um, remember that quote because um, you know you just go out there and, and play the play the game. Uh, the announcers never gave him any credit. Uh, the league uh, sees uh, pride as a whipping boy. Uh, you know it's it's the easy three points, and the girls went out there and uh, you know with no with no pride, no pun intended. Uh, they just they just basically humbly they just went over there and 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 grinded that result and i hope for for the pride that this is the beginning of many 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 good things uh a journey starts with one step and obviously the girls did what they had yeah. to do and hopefully they will be able to do that in front of the home fans yeah i be i believe it wholeheartedly dave uh i mean honestly i don't want to sound like i'm like you know uh, a huge i mean i am i am uh, i mean i've seen these girls work so hard and mm -hmm. see them win and at the, at the, you know, what it meant, right? It was Mother's Day, first and foremost. So Sidney LaRue scored in front of her, her family. She, she mentioned it at the press conference in front of her, you know, her, her, her children were there, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they play the sport too now. Mm -hmm. So uh, at a young level. So that means a lot, right? And then for her to score and the way she scored at the stadium that she scored on, it was a beautiful, I mean, they, it, it, there was a lot of fans, a lot of LAFC and a lot of Angel City fans were there. And, uh, you know, um, they play with such um, uh, winning mentality, I want to say. I think Absolutely. everything clicks so well that even the fans from the Rabble team, um, they, they stand up and applaud them. So I, I think that's um, they got an ovation just for, for winning. So I, I think that that was great. And also the coach said, that, you know, having Megan, which is the center back you see right here, she's wearing that, that purple headband, um, playing the six elevated essentially the game of Michaela Clough, for example, mm -hmm. which is the, the other midfielder. And um, I think, you know, having players that are able to play different positions, it was going to be the aces, um, the ace of spades for, for, for this pride in, in the next games. And, um, you know, that's great that uh, Coach Crumble was able to definitely uh, have all these options, um, you know, and they're gelling now together, which mm -hmm. it shows. And uh, Shinta0013 says, great teamwork all around. Lawrence brought the speed we needed a center back. Montefusco killed it at the six and Clough at the eight, even though Clough is really a 10. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think uh, they both complemented very well. And Coach Cromwell said that she's going to keep these, you know, this system. That, that if it ain't broke. Don't don't fix it. Right. I, I it uh, you know, Shinta 13 uh, great teamwork all around. Yeah, I'm super proud of them because I, I've seen, you know, I've seen what a lot of people have said about the team and, you know, and it, it was just great for what it meant. And I've seen, I co I've covered the team already. This is going to be my second year and uh, I can be nothing but proud of Courtney Peterson, Leah Pruitt, Darian Jenkins, Sid, Gunny, especially Gunny because she had to take, you know, she was a, a six. So, you know, she was a defensive midfielder. And she had to essentially, after Marta's injury, turn herself into a 10 mm -hmm. or, even, or even a winger. So, you know, um, it, it's, it's a huge stats that they had ahead. And I'm so happy yeah. for them. Good deal. 
All right, Luis. So uh, what everybody's waiting for, who won the two tickets to tomorrow's game, which, by the way, were, uh, were gifted to us by a listener friend, uh, Mario. He is at, uh, I guess, Caifanhill090, C-A-I-F-A-N-G-E-L-090 on Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, something came up for him, and um, he wanted these two tickets to go to, uh, to good hands. People are gonna show up and cheer on the Lions, and who that person is? I'm gonna Please. I'm gonna announce the the winner right now. Uh, hold on one second. I'm I'm doing it right here. Um, okay, the the winner is Nick Kyle. It says I have it right here. His profile's on Twitter. It's R.I.P. Kyle Pavone from Twitter. Okay, great. Yeah, he was so, the one who he was the one who won uh, today. Uh, I just did it on my phone. The the drawing. Um, only about four people honestly participated on this. Yeah, it was last minute. We understand yeah, it that was, it was it was last minute. We totally understand. We're we're, we're gonna do more more giveaways mm -hmm. um, with, with with a longer period of time so everybody's able to participate. No, absolutely. Uh, so, and, uh, Nick, uh, if you are uh, obviously Luis is gonna tweet from the official account on Twitter and social media. So, what you need to do in order to get the uh, tickets is you need to contact me uh, at Florida underscore man seven six. DM me uh, your um, your email address so I can transfer the tickets to you. They're on section thirty four. Two tickets right next to each other. So, uh, and I'm going to be sitting in section 34, so maybe perhaps you can say hello to me. Uh, so, yes, uh, Nick, please uh, contact me, uh, DM me at Florida underscore man76, so I can go ahead and send you your tickets, okay? Yeah, so that's his handle on, on Twitter, at Nick underscore D underscore Neko, or Nico. Mm -hmm. um, he likes uh, hardcore. So I see that he watches bands like Cool Hand and things like that. So if if, if you're watching Nick, uh, DM us. We're actually probably gonna contact you as well. Uh, and yeah, congratulations. And uh, we'll see you at the we'll see you at Exploria because I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. So uh, very excited uh, to definitely um, see. There's a tough schedule ahead, Dave. So hopefully the Lions are able to to overcome. Any last words you want to say before we close out the? Oh, absolutely! Just remind everybody, uh, uh, my my vlog. I'm gonna be recording tomorrow all the experiences at the stadium. That's uh, the legendary David on YouTube. Uh, reminding everybody, northeast corner of the street, across from Central, uh, on the sidewalk. Our friends from Orlando City Fan TV are gonna be there recording all impressions. Remember. Friends, this, this it's top quality. I, I enjoy the conversations and the interactions they have. This is not what you probably have seen in other clubs. It's not meant to uh, denigrate any player, the club, or anything like that. If you're gonna be acting like like an animal, guess what? You're gonna be end up, you're gonna end up on the cutting room floor. So uh, please support our friends there that are doing something, creating content for the club. And with that said. Luis, I think uh, I think we had enough for one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Before we go, I wanna definitely um, 
tell everybody we have our website. It's called um, loudandproudorlando.com. Uh, you can just go in there. We have all of our editorials uh, right here posted. Like, for example, Orlando City, you know, our last um, editorial against the Montreal game is right here. Thank you to Orlando City Communications for, for the pictures that we use. We have for when we won against, um, you know, um, you know, different games from Orlando City, essentially. Mm -hmm. All the games are right here. Uh, we also have it for Orlando Pride. Uh, the new article for Orlando Pride is coming out today, uh, later on, like probably in, in the next few hours, should be uploaded. If anything, check it out. We're also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as you can see at the banner below. You can listen to us if you're not watching it or if you're at work. Um, make sure that you um, find us as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're, we're there. Um, thank you so much for everybody that's listening to us. And also I want to, um, um, you know, give thanks to everybody that has subscribed to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're almost to the 400 mark. We're very close. Uh, spread, spread the word around about the show. Uh, we're live every Monday at 830. Every Monday at 830, we're live. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click on the notification bell for all notifications. We're also available on Facebook. Also on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. And also, I want to go ahead and uh, show, we're also on Instagram now as Loud and Proud Orlando. So right here, um, at um, LPO underscore podcast. So subscribe, give us a like, check us out. All of our content will be right here. So without further ado, thank you so much for watching us. Uh, we'll be back next Monday live again. And vamos Orlando, right, Dave? Yep, vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.